0: Welcome into episode 13 of the PrintFest DFS podcast. I'm your host, Justin Rue, and today's solo pod, I'm going to be breaking down the week 12 DraftKings main slate. We have 11 games slate on the board, and there's a ton of injury news, Um, you know, I'll just run through uh, the most important injury news that I think is out there on the board right now. Todd Gurley, he is out. Um, so that's going to open up Brian Hill. I'll talk about him. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald and Trent sherfield they are both out, opening up a lot of space for Andy Isabella. I'll talk about him. John Brown of the Buffalo Bills, he is out. Uh, DJ Chark and Chris Conley for the Jacksonville Jaguars, they are both out. Salvan Ahmed uh, for the Miami Dolphins, uh, he is out. Still don't know about Miles Gaskin. Um, we'll see on Sunday. Nick Foles is doubtful. Irv Smith of the Minnesota Vikings, he is doubtful. And Adam Thielen of the Minnesota Vikings is also doubtful. He's on the COVID list. Uh, we'll see if he, if he can come back on Sunday. Um, that is the most impactful news, um, honestly. And there's a lot of stuff that kind of moves some stuff around for us. I mean, with Gurley out. Uh, that opens up a lot of carries, obviously for Brian Hill, for Edo Smith. Probably going to be leaning towards Brian Hill at minimum price. You know, at home taking on this uh, Las Vegas Raiders defense, I'll I'll get into him. Um, so I'm going to break down position by position, and we're going to start at quarterback. So my favorite quarterback on the main slate, and I should mention here that I play DraftKings, I play cash. I don't, I don't play, um, you know, a lot of the, the lotteries, a lot of the tournaments, I grind cash games, head to heads, uh, you know, double ups, all that kind of action. So my favorite quarterback on the slate, uh, for the price considered, of course, um, is Derek Carr. Derek Carr is 5,700. He's on the road at Atlanta, David, 28 and a half implied total. Um, you know Derek Carr, he's actually pushing the ball downfield quite a bit more this year as compared to years past. His ADOT over the last five games average depth of target is 8.8 yards. And he's actually running a little bit as well. I mean, he's he's averaging uh, 18 yards rushing per game uh, over the last five as well. So it's, you know, it's not nothing. Obviously, it's not Kyler Murray. It's not Taysom Hill. It's not Daniel Jones. It's not Josh Allen. But it's not – you know Tom Brady. It's not, you know Matt Ryan. It's not Baker Mayfield, Philip Rivers, Jared Goff. These guys who give you literally zero on the ground. So at least he's giving you something there. And then of course the matchup. I mean he's taking on this Atlanta defense that gives up 8.4 yards per attempt, 29 uh, fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, or 26 DBOA, and they get no pressure on the on the quarterback at all. Um So 5700 you know, take on this Atlanta defense that has allowed uh, quarterbacks over the last 10 games, nine of them to finish in the top 14 uh, in fantasy. So I think that, you know, he has a pretty solid floor here. And if Julio Jones uh, can play this game, he's questionable. If Julio Jones can play in this game, I think that raises the ceiling for everyone in this game overall. Um, you know, it'll force uh, Vegas to keep throwing, force their car to keep throwing, you know, kind of go back and forth. Um, of course, how we love, you know, quarterbacks playing in that dome. So I think that Derek car 5,700 is um, definitely my favorite quarterback playing the main slate. My second favorite quarterback comes from this, this other game that I love. And of course it's, it is the Chargers at Buffalo. And so my favorite quarterback in this game is actually be Justin Herbert, um, he comes in at $7,200, um, you know, and he is 400 cheaper than Jot Down, and we know that this game is, is going to shoot out. I mean, Herbert has been a top 12 quarterback in seven of his – or in seven straight games heading into this game here against Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo, they blitz at the sixth highest rate. This is per Lord Reeves, um, you know, at Lord Reeves on Twitter. I'm sure you guys all know him. Uh, so Buffalo, they blitz at the sixth highest rate. And Herbert versus the Blitz averages 9.1 yards per attempt. That's that's it's really solid. Um if they just if they do decide to blitz on him, they can just sling passes the Keenan Allen over the middle all day. Um so no game that uh, that the Chargers have played has scored below 50 points since week three. So this is a team that is Always going to be involved in shootouts. Um, you know, we, we know Justin Herbert gives us a little bit of something on the ground. He's averaging 26 rushing yards per game over his last five. He's averaging 29 fantasy points per game on DraftKings over his last five. They have a 24 implied total, so it's not great, but he's playing out of his mind. And this Buffalo defense is nothing to run away from at all. Yeah, they bring 14 TV away. It's a middling matchup at best. He goes up 7.6 yards per attempt uh, on the year. So and pace in this game is awesome. Both of these teams play at um, at top 10 paces, uh, situation neutral over at football outsiders. So I think that uh, Justin Herbert at 7,200, he's had such a nice floor this year. And I think that he can have access to a really solid ceiling, you know, in this spot against Buffalo. And, and Josh Allen for in that same right uh, on the other side, he's a little more expensive at 7,600, uh, but their implied total is 29. So, you know, we know they're going to be scoring. Um, One, one potential issue here is with John Brown out, you know, Josh Allen hasn't been as good in those games with John Brown out. I believe he's averaged like 1.5 yards per attempt less um, with John Brown out of the lineup. So um, yeah, in this spot, I'm probably going to be leaning Herbert, even though they are a West coast team traveling East for one o'clock start. Um, I like Justin Herbert in this spot. So this is my favorite two quarterbacks, uh, you know, for cash games at their respective prices. Moving we on to running back, um, you know, I, I think that the there is one true lock on this slate, and he's basically been a lock every time that he steps on the field and it's stop cook, right? I mean, he's up – he's priced up, you know. He's up at 9,500. So, I mean, this is – it's starting to get up to that kind of range where it's like, you know, we, we really need it. But – Let's just go everything about him. Okay. So he's at home. They have a 27.5 implied total, three and a half point favorites here against Carolina. He's average, Dalvin Cook is average, 31.6 DraftKings points per game over his last five. He's averaged 79% of the snaps, 30 and a half touches per game over his last five, 188 yards from scrimmage per game over his last five games. Um, and he gets the red zone stuff. I mean, he's at, he's, Top's on the slate, averaging 2.6 opportunities inside the 10 per game. So we're talking about a three down plus goal line back at home against Carolina, and we know how bad Carolina is. They give up 4.8 yards per carry. They've just been trounced all year. Um, so Dalvin Cook at 9,500, he's definitely worth this week. Moving down the salary spectrum a little bit, uh, James Robinson. Right. And people don't like to play this guy because, you know, he's an undrafted free agent. They didn't really know who he was. He's on a terrible team on the Jags, of course. You know, Um, know, Mike Glenn is a starting quarterback. They have a 21 implied total. They six and a half point dogs against Cleveland. Um, You know, obviously all that sucks. But the stuff that's solid about James Robinson is his usage. He's averaging 79% of the snaps. 24 touches per game over his last five and 111 yards from scrimmage. That's right up there. I mean, obviously not, not that close to Dalvin cook, but his usage is, is certainly close to Dalvin cooks. Obviously he's not going to get much stuff, you know, in the red zone because well, the Jacks never get to the red zone, but when they do, he has their goal line back, you know, and the, the matchup is middling here against Cleveland. They're 15th Db away against the run uh, three, they give up 3.9 yards per carry. So, you know, it's not a great matchup, but it's also not bad. We've seen James Robinson do just fine against Pittsburgh last week. Um, his volume that he gets is just um, just so solid. I mean, he's had 19-plus touches in four straight games um, now that Chris Thompson's on IR. Um, and he's had 90-plus total yards in eight out of his ten games this season. Um, he's just been – he's really been a revelation as an as a undrafted free agent. So 6,300 You know, at home against Cleveland, I I do like James Robinson just because his volume. And volume is more important than matchup. It's the most important thing in fantasy. Um, And James Robinson's really solid on this slate at his price. So getting to all the way down the salary spectrum, we're going to get down to Brian Hill. So Brian Hill is 4K. You know, he's not a great prospect. He's been lead for a couple years. He's kind of just like a jag. He's just a guy. But. Todd Gurley is out. You know, the Falcons have a 25 and a half implied total. They're at right home in the dome. And now without Gurley, the only threat for any kind of touches is Edo Smith and Quadre Allison. And both those guys are also just guys. I mean, we've seen Brian Hill perform in the past. And I mean, the matchup couldn't get any better. He's taken on, he's at home taking on this, this uh Las Vegas defense that's 30 second DVOA away against the run. They give up 29 points per game to opposing backfields. and give up 4.6 yards per attempt. So, you know, this is the spot for a running back to be in. And at minimum price, 4K, what do you really need from him? Uh, you probably need about 12 points from him. It's probably pretty likely he scores a touchdown, given the fact that Las Vegas is allowed 14 touchdowns opposing running backs, which is third in third most in the NFL. And also, I mean, Brian Hill outsnapped Todd Gurley last week when Todd Gurley was healthy. If we would want to say that Todd Gurley was ever really healthy since, <laughs> since 2018, um, you know, Brian Hill at 4K, I think he represents a really, really solid value here. Um, decent on the floor. I mean, it's going to be pretty hard for him to kill you. And his touchdown equity in this spot is pretty high. So I want to touch on one more running back here, and it's Wayne Gallman. So Wayne Gallman's at 5K, so he's a 1,000 more expensive than Brian Hill. I think he's probably going to project for maybe one or two points than Brian Hill. So Brian Hill's probably a better point per dollar, but if you don't want to go down that route, you know, you can go with Wayne Gallman. So Wayne Gallman is on the road here against Cincinnati. We know how terrible Cincinnati is. Give go 5.2 yards per attempt, 23rd DVOA against the run. And the Giants, heavy 25 Implied total, and they're six-point favorites. So we're talking about a home favored running back that's always a spot wouldn't be in. Wayne Gallman over his last five games, he's averaged 53% of the snaps, 15 and a half touches. Uh, He's not getting many targets. He's only averaging two and a half targets per game. Um, But he is getting the goal line. He's scored uh, in each of his last four games. So maybe a little bit touchdown reliant, yeah, but he's going against Cincinnati. And Cincinnati's total dumpster fire on the defensive end. And they don't have Joe Burrow. They're back there with Brandon Allen and Ryan Finley on the bench. So we know Cincinnati's not going to be able to get anything going on the other side. So, you know, taking on this Cincinnati defense gives a 5.2 yards per carry, 147 yards from scrimmage per game to opposing backfields. And they go an explosive run on 16% of attempts against them, which is worse than the NFL. I think that Wayne Gallman probably provides a little more upside here than Brian Hill, uh, but he is a thousand more expensive. And I know it's another name that you don't really want to click, but running back is, is kind of weak this week. I mean, you know, Derek Henry's in a spot here against Indianapolis where, you know, we know they're solid against the run. Josh Jacobs, he's in a fine spot here against Atlanta, but you know, Atlanta has been really solid against the run, actually. I mean, they're 10th DB away, only about 3.6 yards per carry. Um, he's going to have to get it done through the air, and we know Josh Jacobs just is not getting targeted. So uh, I think running back in the way that it is right now, kind of stay in position. I think that if you know, Dalvin Cook, you lock him in, and then you pay down for Brian Hill, and I also like James Robinson. So, um, you know, if you don't like Brian Hill, you can go to Wynn Goldman so moving on to wide receiver. Um, I think the, the first thing we have to mention here uh, is no Adam Thielen and what that does to the Minnesota Vikings. Now we know the Minnesota Vikings want to lean on the run uh, over the last five weeks on early downs in the first half of games, they run the ball 55% of the time that's seventh highest in the NFL. So we know they like to run. That's their foundation, but. When you pull out Adam Thielen, who has about a 28% target share out of this offense, that creates a massive vacuum. And someone has to fill that. And I know they're not going to throw the ball much, but someone has to fill those targets, especially all the end zone targets uh, that he's been getting. And who else to fill with them with Justin Jefferson? The rookie has been an absolute revelation. He's led the league in yards per out run. He's been extremely efficient. You know, they're at home. They have a 27 and a half implied total. He's averaged 20 DraftKings points per game over his last five. He's been a little consistent. He's only averaged 5.8 targets per game over his last five, uh, but a 0.71 weighted opportunity rating, which is a combination of air yard market share and target market share. Um, it's a Josh Herms Meyer stat. Uh, it's, it's very <clears throat> descriptive of what a player's volume has actually been in the context of their offense. So, the .71 number is a top 10 number on this slate, really solid uh, over his last five. Um, and we know the, the kind of balls that he gets. I mean, Justin Jefferson has a 15-8 out of his last five games. And we also know that Carolina, they allow the fourth most receptions of 20-plus yards. I mean, Jefferson leads the league in targets. Uh, that are 15 plus yards downfield you know Carolina gives up an explosive pass nine percent of pass plays as 22nd in the league so this is kind of you know all the kind of puzzle pieces are coming together here at 6300 for Justin Jefferson this elite talent if Adam Thielen's not there <laughs> I, it's hard to get away from Justin Jefferson in this spot I'll tell you that it's very hard to get away um, if you do want to get away from it I, I think that There's a couple guys you can also pay up for, and I'm going to talk about three other guys. Um, And number one, I'm going to start with Keenan Allen. I'll start from the top and get to the bottom. So Keenan Allen, um, I talked about Justin Herbert, about how there's always going to be shootouts here in these games with the Chargers. Keenan Allen has been hugely benefiting from that. I mean, the guy over the last five games is leading the league in targets. So over his last five, he's averaged 12.2 targets per game. 25 DraftKings points per game, um, 96 yards from scrimmage, um, you know, 0. 0.61 weighted opportunity rating, which is really solid. And, you know, he's taken on this this uh defense of Buffalo where they get gas from the slot. And where does Kenny Allen run half his routes, runs him in the slot? Are you afraid of Tradavius White? Well, he he doesn't go to the slot. He won't go there. He's he's covered the slot 2% of the time. You know, Keenan's had nine-plus receptions in four of his last five games. He's priced up. He is AK, but it's totally worth it. His, his chances of getting to 100 yards in this spot, we know it's going to be a shootout, is is extremely high. Um, you know, his touchdown equity is, is fine. He's averaged uh, 0.8 end zone targets per game. That's a pretty solid number here on the slate. <clears throat> Anything around one is extremely um, – it's extremely good so Keenan Allen uh in this spot here against Buffalo at 8k might seem a bit overpriced but uh I think we can get there But if you pay down for Brian Hill so another guy in the same game you're probably looking to pay up for as well is Stefan Diggs and you know John Brown is out that just you know, opens up the target share even more for Stefan Diggs if he needs it any higher. Over his last five games, he's averaged 10.8 targets per game, a .77 weighted opportunity rating, 88 yards per game over his last five, 18.3 DraftKings points per game. And, of course, he's on this Buffalo offense that has a 29 implied total there at home. I talked about the pace in this game. Only potential issue here um, is that – yeah, the, the Chargers, they do have a decent pass defense. They are 16th DVOA, and they go up 6.8 yards per attempt, and they only allow 61% catch rate. So maybe that dings digs a bit here, but Casey Hayward is out. I know they're getting uh, Chris Harris back. Diggs kind of moves all around. Uh, the other thing that is really propelling Diggs is that Buffalo is really leaning towards the pass. And over the last five games on early downs in the first half, they're passing the ball 69% of the time. That's second highest in the NFL. So they're just they're just coming out and saying, I'm going to beat you to death by just throwing. I'm going to throw more than you, and I'm going to throw on early downs, and it's really benefiting them. And it's really benefiting Stefan Diggs. So he is 7,600. He is $400 cheaper than Keenan Allen. And I think that you could play both in this spot. <laughs> And uh, if you really want to get away from Justin Jefferson, you can play both in this spot and get correlation there if this game starts to shoot out. So I have two other guys I want to mention here. So one more high price guy, and I know I'm talking about a lot of these high price guys, but um, I I think there's a couple of guys you can pay down for, you can really afford them. And I'll I'll mention them uh, as we go. So Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is fully healthy. He's off the injury report. Julio Jones is questionable. In this game, if if Julio can't go, it kind of hurts the entire offense uh, for Atlanta. But if he can go, um, it it should you know increase the ceiling of this offense. I think yeah, it's obvious. It's obviously probably better. For Ridley, if Julio doesn't go, uh, it's just because it opens up so many targets, and he's just a total total alpha uh, in this offense without Julio. So Calvin Ridley um, over his last. Over the last five weeks, um, he has averaged 6.7 targets per game, uh, 0.59 weight opportunity, 6-7 yards from scrimmage. Uh, but the one big thing is that his red zone usage is, is off the charts. He averages 1.1 end zone targets per game, and we know his 8-eyes, 13.7. So he's getting these deep shots. Um and he's been really consistent. I mean, he's, he's had 90 plus yards and or a touchdown in seven out of nine games uh, here in 2020. And he's taken on this Vegas pass defense that you know, it's pretty middle of the road. I mean, they're, they're definitely not a defense to shy away from. They allow 7.3 yards per attempt and 66 catch rate or 66% catch rate. And their 18th dBA away uh, against the pass. So definitely anything you want to away from. And if you can't get up to uh, Stefan Diggs or Keenan Allen, you get, Calvin Ridley is 7,100 in this game where I love Derek Carr. I'm going to talk about Darren Waller. It gives you a nice bring back option there uh, with Calvin Ridley. And I think you can play Calvin Ridley with Brian Hill um, if need be. So one guy – I'm going to mention a few guys down here at the bottom rung. Uh, I think this is more of a stars and scrubs kind of slate where we talk about Brian Hill. Talk about I'm going to talk about like three or four receivers here. I'm just going to shoot them off kind of quick. Um, <clears throat> my favorite punt receiver – and I'm, I'm not sure how well he's going to be projecting, but, you know. I think my favorite punt receiver is going to be Andy Isabella. So Andy Isabella, this is a second-year player. He was drafted in 2019 uh, at 62nd overall in the NFL draft by the Arizona Cardinals. This is a player who ran 4-3-1 at the combine. Okay, so he's 5'9", 188, ran 4-3-1. We'll get that off the board. Okay, so he's an elite athlete. He runs fast as hell. But well, in college at UMass, he had a 52% college dominator. That, that's a player profiler stat. It's basically a combination of uh, the percent of team touchdowns and percent of team yards. 52.5% is a an outrageous elite number. He averaged 8.5 receptions per game. That's an elite number. And he averaged 4.13 yards per team attempt. That is also an absolute elite number. This was an elite producer in college. And I mentioned that Larry Fitzgerald is out. Larry Fitzgerald hasn't been out in years since the Andy Isabella's came in. He's never had the chance to play without, uh, you know, without Larry Fitzgerald there. Andy Isabella mainly plays the slot where Larry Fitzgerald mainly plays. Trent Shurfield, the fourth-string receiver, is also out. So this opens up a lot of opportunity here against New England, um, and it's that's definitely not a matchup that we're – that we're afraid of. So, you know, this New England defense, they gave up 8.7 yards per attempt. They're 31st DV against the pass. I mean, they, this is a bad pass defense. Stefan Gilmore is there. We know Stefan Gilmore will most likely be shadowing DeAndre Hopkins. If DeAndre Hopkins, I'm not saying he will get shot down. I'm, he likely won't be, but DeAndre Hopkins gets dealt with um, and maybe gets slowed a little bit here by, by Stephon Gilmore, I think, obviously, Christian Kirk and Andy Isabella will be getting much more run. And Isabella's going to get his first shot. He'll probably, if I were to guess, play 70% of the snaps or so. A lot of those routes will be coming from the slot. He's got Kyler Murray, you know, back there slinging the rock. I, I think that at 3K, there's not much he's going to be able to do to hurt you. And he's got upside for days, like I mentioned, with his speed. If he can get deep on this defense, which a lot of receivers have gotten deep on, uh, it could be a total print fest uh, with Andy Isabella at three K. I'm going to mention a couple of guys here. So uh, Denzel Mims, he's obviously going to be popping in projection miles. We know his weight opportunity rating of his last five is .64. His average six and a half targets per game is eight on his fifteen point three. But he's on this terrible Jets defense and. You know, we know that Miami's uh, Miami's pass defense is is pretty elite. They're 11th DBA. They only go about 59.6% catch rate. That is like the best in the league. <clears throat> and he's got Sam Darnold back throwing the ball. I think that it's going to be tough for Denzel Mims to really get much going here. Um, you know, against Avian Howard and uh, and Byron Jones all here on the outside, he Mims really doesn't come to, into the slot. So, it might just be a game where they just pepper Jameson Crowder. Um, unfortunately, Mims is 3,500. He's 500 more than Andy Isabella, but he's at least in play just for the amount of air yards he's been getting. And I also want to mention LaVisca Chenault. He is another rookie, 3,300. He's really dynamic. He gets carries out of the backfield and stuff. Um, he's coming off injury. He should be playing in this game. Um, you yeah, know, he was a good player in Colorado, but yeah, 3,300. Like I mentioned with DJ Chark is out. Chris Conley is out. There's a lot of opportunity to go around. Only issue is Jacksonville. This is kind of why I prefer Andy Zabella. Number one, he's cheaper. Number two, he's on a way better offense. <clears throat> um, and a game, a game environment that could shoot out. So, um, you know, I think that I also like Gabe Davis down there. The Gabe Davis is three K. John Brown is out. Gabe Davis is probably going to run a on around eighty percent of dropbacks. I talked about that matchup that uh, you know, that he has here with with the Chargers, where it should be a shootout. <clears throat> if you can't get up to Stephon Diggs um, and you want a piece of this game, Gabe Davis could be your guy. So. Rounding up the the wide receivers, if I were to rank them, and Isabella is my my favorite. Uh, Gabe Davis is my second. Um, Lavisca Chennault's my, my number three, and then Denzel Mims. So any any one of those guys um, are certainly fine if you need to punt it off, and to afford you know Keenan Allen, Diggs, Jefferson, any any one of those guys. So let's move on to, water, to uh, the to tight end here. And so, tight end, there's basically two guys at the top, and then it's everybody else, right? And it's Travis Kelsey at 7K, and it's Darren Waller at 6K. And then you're just punting. So, you know, Travis Kelsey, obviously, he's awesome. He's on the, he's he's taking on this Tampa Bay defense down in Tampa. The Chiefs have a 29. 0.7 0.7 implied total, he's averaged 23 points per game over his last five, 9.3 targets, 107 yards, 0.9 end zone targets per game, he's elite, but he's 7k. Darren Waller, on the Raiders, taking on Atlanta, he has a, or the Raiders have a 28.5 implied total, so just a bit lower. He's averaged 7.4 targets per game uh, over his last 5.49 weight opportunity rating, 45 yards per game. 0.7 ends on targets per game, but he has a much, much better matchup here against Atlanta that gives up 8.4 yards per attempt to tight ends. They go up 17 points per game, an 83.8% catch rate, and they're 26 DV away against the pass. An 83.8% catch rate to opposing tight ends, that is ridiculous. Um, you know, I, I think that, especially on DraftKings where you know, it's point per reception scoring. I think that's so important that you know, you're facing a defense that gives up that kind of catch rate to opposing tight ends. <clears throat> you know, he, he gets these easily convertible targets, seven point two a dot. I think that in this game where it's probably gonna be a shootout, <laughs> Darren Muller at six K. I I think he's a better play per dollar uh than Travis Kelsey in this spot. And then if you really wanted to punt it off, I'm perfectly fine with this play, actually. So I mentioned that Adam Feeling is doubtful to play with COVID. Um, and Irv Smith is also doubtful with a groin injury. That leaves Kyle Rudolph. He's 2,800. You know how we love punting off tight end. Kyle Rudolph ran a pass route on 78% of the team's dropbacks in week 10 when Irv Smith was out. And he caught four or five targets for 63 yards. If he gives you that in the spot at 2,800, I'm perfectly fine with that. He probably – he has a decent shot of getting to the box here, taking away on I'm feeling in all of his end zone targets he was getting. You know, he's taking on this Carolina defense that, you know, gives up 14 points per game to opposing tight ends. He gives up uh 67% catch rate. their 21st DVOA against the pass. You know, we look for these tight ends that have – they're at home and have these massive totals because we know how much the tight end position is swayed on touchdowns. You know, if your tight end scores a touchdown that week, they're gonna to be top 10. You know, <laughs> they can get 20 yards. As long as they get in the box, Oh, they're, they're top 10 tight end. At 2,800, you can certainly do worse. Um, if you're really looking to punt it off, I'm cool with with Kyle Rudolph, uh, you know, in this spot. So I think you know, we always like to bring up who is like the windmill play, right? And I think for me, the windmill play on this slate is Andy Isabella. I think Andy Isabella does it. I think he gets deep on this Patriots defense that has really struggled with a deep ball. They are 32nd DVOA, uh, or they are 32nd, they're 32nd, thir- they're 31st DVOA, they're 32nd DVOA, <laughs> I keep saying DVOA, they're a 32nd um an explosive rate on pass plays. You have a 12% of plays um, are explosive pass plays against this Patriots defense, which is worse than the NFL. They give the second-highest success rate and the highest yards per attempt to opposing wide receivers. I mean, I think that with a lot of the attention that Hopkins is going to get on Gilmore, you know, Hopkins in his last three games against Stephon Gilmore, he's gone 5 for 64, 8 for 78, 7 for 76. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be tough for Hopkins to get there on Gilmore. I'm not saying he can't get there. He certainly can, but it's gonna to be tougher and that might filter some targets away from Hopkins. And if it is no, Fitz, you know, Fitzgerald's gone, no Sherfield. the only other guy there is Keyshawn Johnson and he hasn't played a game since week three. So, you know, is- isabelle has been on the field for about 20% of the, of the snaps, um, this season, I think he gets a big snap boost here. He's 3K. He was an elite prospect. He's got speed for days. I think he gets the I think Andy Isabella is the windmill play of the slate at 3K. So with that, that is going to do it. Um if you like this uh, this format, if you like the pod, feel free to leave a review, like the like the video on YouTube, leave a comment with your windmill play. Who is your windmill play of the week? Who's your favorite play? You think he's going to be doing windmills for you and for your bank account? Um, go ahead and leave it in the comments, give it a like and um, you know, let me know any kind of feedback you have for the pod. So with that, that's going to do it for episode 13 of the Fest DFS podcast. Me and Scott will be back on Monday, breaking down our DraftKings lineups. I will likely have a lot of and Isabella. Uh, and we'll talk about it on Monday. So with that, that's going to do it for the PrintFest DFS podcast. I'm your host, Justin Rue. Hit me up on Twitter at JustinRue23, J-U-S-T-I-N-R-A-U-23 on Twitter. Good luck, everybody.